Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. So Leslie Lennox started making pesto when she and her family bought a home here in Atlanta, and it was back in the late 90s. But this wasn't just any home. It actually came with a 1,200 square foot greenhouse that was pretty prolific in terms of basil production. And you and I both know that basil is going to mean pesto. And so fast forward to 2007, when she and her husband and their daughter, Hope, which they actually start selling their pesto, which they call Hope's Gardens Pesto. But the thing is, they started selling it at the Peachtree Road Farmer's Market, but it wasn't just, you know, yesterday. This was back during the very first season of the market. And they did this for many years, and Leslie still hasn't slowed down since, now for more than 20 years, and she's still making pesto. And so much, in fact, that she actually just released a cookbook entitled Pesto, The Modern Mother sauce. And guys, I'm a big fan of Leslie, and what she and her husband were doing back in 2007 really helped shape things from a culinary perspective that we're really reaping the benefit of today. And Leslie was in town recently for this conversation so I could hear her story and learn more about her book. So here she is, Leslie Lennox, founder of Hope's Gardens Pesto and the author of Pesto, the Modern Mother Sauce. Enjoy. And rough. This is great because I I think I've done this season. I have no idea, uh, but probably like at least six or seven interviews out here, uh, mm-hmm. which not a lot of people know that it's called the shed mm-hmm. at Pond City Market. Yeah. But it's quiet on Sunday afternoons. Yes. You can hear birds. Sometimes there's cicadas. It depends. Yeah. Uh, the only time that it's really difficult is when there's like a loading truck down because the loading dock is down here, like right. probably like thirty or forty feet drop back here, yeah. and they just like. I mean, it's just so it's loud. loud. cacophonous, yes. But, but this is nice. A, was there a farmer's market here? There still is. It's on Tuesdays. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll yeah. be in New York on Tuesday. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Well, we'll call you from the farmer's okay. market. But, Sounds good. Um, but without further ado, okay. Leslie Lennox. Yes. Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for I being think- here. Well, thanks for coming back to Atlanta. It's so. a pleasure. Welcome I home. mean, this, thank you. <laughs> this had to, because yeah. um, this is where it all began. Right. So. Well, and, and it, it's really cool because you, you now live in New York, but yes. Atlanta was home for how many years for you and your husband? Um, well, for me, about 24. Okay. And my husband you're after 30. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like original. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. No, you are. That definitely does. The, that, the that, city has changed drastically yeah. from the whole time that I got here to returning. It yeah. doesn't look like the same city. Yeah. But um but yeah, I came down here from New York because of a job and because of Dave. Gotcha. <laughs> it's kind of a secret, but um so uh it's it's wonderful to be back. That's and so cool. we're just running into all kinds of people that we knew at all the farmers markets. How fun. And uh, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to get into talking about more of like the business that you guys started, mm-hmm. which without, you know, dangling anything for everybody, Hope's Garden or Hope Gar- Hope's Garden. Hope's Gardens Pesto. Gardens. Yeah. It is Hope's Gardens mm-hmm. Pesto. It yes. is plural. Yes. Um, and I want to, I want to just hear like that origin story because I think sure, it's so cool sure. um, and then I obviously want to talk about your cookbook which is sitting in front of me okay. how nice is this that I'm putting my hand on your cookbook I, right now I see now. that Ben <laughs> yes you're like I, thank you I can see what you're doing um, but I want to I get to know you a little bit okay, as well okay sure I'd love to so I would love to ask you one of the first questions that all of my guests receive on the yes. show so tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she um, well my mother was a fabulous cook 
Um, she made dinner for us probably every single night. We rarely went out to, to eat. My father was sort of in charge of grilling. So, um, and that's sort of, when I got married to Dave, that's sort of the way it was for us. It's a little bit different now in New York. But um, my mother was a fabulous cook. And it's kind of fun because now that I've returned to New York and she, um, she has not been well recently, but she gave me one of her cookbooks and to see all the recipes that I grew up on. Um, How you know, cool is that? It's, it's wonderful. And as she's not been well, I've tried to actually cook a lot of those things for her to, you know, bring back some of the memories. So my, my mom did was always in the kitchen, all holidays, family activities were at our house. My parents together worked together and prepared everything every Thanksgiving. And it, and it was great. Cool. And that's kind of been the way I, I love that. And Dave and I sort of continue that. That's cool. We love to be in the kitchen. Yeah. We where, love eating. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Where, where was home for you growing up? Um, I grew up in Westchester, outside of New York, a suburb. And, um, you know, it was a really nice place to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time in New York City. I love it. Yeah. I love it now. I loved it then. Um, I just feel like that's my place. Yeah. No, you're just in the Empire State of the South. That's all it, good. I love that too. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what kind of eater were you growing up? A really good eater. Good for I was you. I was a little um, chunky child. Just and, fed well. Um, You're fed well. Yeah, yeah. So my <laughs> my sister used to love to um, to tease me about that. You know, I never met a bonbon I didn't like. Um, <laughs> I I just I'm really you know I love food. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It shows you wrote you wrote a cookbook about I, food. I That's did. Important. I I love it. Yes, it's very important. Um, so I want to I want to talk a little bit. Now, so we covered, you're in New York now, but yes. Atlanta was home for many, many years. Yes, and, it was. You know, to talk about 20 plus years in a mm-hmm. city, and especially if you go back far enough, the, the city itself has changed quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I came here as a kid quite a bit growing up, mm-hmm. and um, I've only lived in Atlanta proper for going on seven years. Mm-hmm. So, but even in that seven year stretch, so you go back to like 2012, 2013, yeah. talk about a lot of change. You know, everything is like kind of pre Krog Street Market, pre Pont City Market, pre development of the West Side, pre Beltline, like, you know, yeah. just as, as, as the city has continued to expand, that begets an amazing culinary renaissance. I think yeah. we're still kind of in the, the, the beginning slash moving towards like the middle graduation stages. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me what it was like when you were here in Atlanta. Um, well, we were here for all of that, you know, when that was all starting and, um, you know, we would always gather there with friends, um, Krog Street. Um, we were here when this got kicked off. Um, loved the, the west side where Bacchanalia was. And I mm-hmm. guess it's moved a couple of streets away. Yeah, it's still on the west side. Yeah. Um, but And then we used to love to journey up to, um, to oh gosh, I'm, I can't think of, like on um, Beaufort Highway. Oh, yeah. Love it around there. Mm-hmm. And um, just exploring everything. And we were part of the early farmer's markets. I mean, Dave and I got started in 2007, which was, we were actually part of the very first uh, Peachtree Road Farmer's Market. Yeah. So there were about seven people there. We were one of those seven. And that's really when the farmer's markets were starting. Before then, there was Morningside, which was, I mean, a wonderful, wonderful place. Very small. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of it. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were sort of around all the food people. And we, we talked food. We, we were always trading food. Um, and it was very exciting. I mean, it's, it's gone way beyond yeah. Um, and that's really wonderful. And we're, you know, I love just hearing about it and seeing it. Yeah. So. And so before we talk a little bit more about Hope's Gardens. Yes. Pesto. Um, you have an interesting background, which I know a little bit of, mm-hmm. thanks to your website. You have a website. You know that, right? I do. Uh, yeah. 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 I was, had some involvement. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Who did that? Um, but you have a pretty, you, you're pretty steeped in the editorial world. So talk yeah. to me about that briefly, because okay. I find that fascinating. Well, I, um, my mother actually was a great, she was great in the kitchen, and she was also a fabulous designer. So I grew up um, being surrounded by fashion and, uh, you know, fabrics and everything, and I loved that. And when I was a senior in college, I knew that I wanted to sort of move in that direction. So I, um, I approached the people at Vogue magazine. And um, they actually put me in touch with somebody. And I ended up working for Vogue magazine, part of Condé Nast, for many years. And I worked with Vera Wang. And um, that was really fun. So that was, you know, the kickoff into the real real world but it was great I was surrounded by the top people in fashion photography and I think I learned a lot and then um, decided that I wanted to go off and do something a little bit different and headed out to California and decided to be a freelance stylist doing both um, fashion and also sets for anybody who would have me and that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And that was just like another living experience, trying something different. Um, so that was definitely editorial. So that was, uh, that was one part of things. Then um, I came back to New York and did similar type work, but on my own freelance. Because mm-hmm. the truth is, is, I don't like working for other people. Who I, does? Uh, well, <laughs> Some people there, there, there must be a few people out there. there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's not really my thing. So I um, wanted to, I knew like what my passion was. And I just, I'm, I like to be creative and around creative people. So um, I started, you know, working freelance, approaching people. People approached me. I did all different kinds of things. And um, then that sort of segued into learning about photography and deciding I want to try doing some photography. So I did that on my own and approached people about showing my work. And um, everything I've done really leads me to the world of pesto and doing what I'm doing now, the book. Because I've I've picked up, I love photography, I Mm -hmm. love styling. I actually did the photographs of the book. I, gonna, I did so the, that's gonna that's something yeah, I was gonna ask you yeah. later. But I just just in seeing the book and just seeing enough photos of it, like yeah. just from as as you guys have really you know set out as you've launched the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're stunning photos, Leslie. Well, thank you. So good uh, job to you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. So. Yeah. Um, so I just I think that's so interesting because yeah. you know, I love the stories and I mean. People that I get a chance to sit with and interview, yeah. I mean, talk about someone like Annie Quattrano yeah. from Bacchanalia yes. or Ford Fry or just, you know, someone's story where, um, you know, they, they, they grew up in 
kind of outside of or you know adjacent to the culinary world and it was a very natural progression mm-hmm. of like I wanted to go to culinary school and then I worked here and then I you know made my way around and now like I'm here in Atlanta working for whoever yeah um, but I love the stories where the origin is not culinary yeah. I love how it happens somehow later in life yeah you know because I, I think yourself probably 25 years ago someone was like hey Leslie you're gonna write a cookbook one day you'd be like Okay. You never know. You never know. You don't so, know. It's cool. But, but I, I love that about your story. Thank you. But food, you know, I was doing all those other things, but my form of entertainment was going out to restaurants, farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Do, I mean, I, I really needed to, to be around food. Yeah. And that's actually with my husband when I, we um, started to, to date. The, that was sort of how we courted one another. Yeah. It's important, though. Yeah. I think that's... Harry's, a, Harry's Farmer's Market in yeah. Roswell. Yeah. Hey, it's... <laughs> you know, I think that... You mentioned this earlier. You know, you talk about the... the like, the whole genesis of uh, Peachy Road Farmer's Market or Morningside. But that's, that's kind of what was available. And now you yes. look at the tapestry of people who mm-hmm. are doing urban agriculture... Mm-hmm urban farming yes and now there are farmers markets uh i mean the fact we, we live in the highlands and mm-hmm. then we walk you know quarter mile and then yeah. we're here's our farmers market on tuesday people who are growing things you know 15 miles yeah. from here it's like i'm getting arugula that i don't have to you know buy at the grocery store exactly. or you know caparino peppers whatever you know but it's it's just amazing that i, th- I think we've we've shrunken the sphere a little bit mm-hmm. on where our food can come from at least yes. from something that's grown in the earth definitely and, um, I love it. Yeah. So it's well, really that's cool. kind of for the um, for the Peachtree Road Farmers Market. This first market, Dave Hope and I, um, we were asked to to be a part of it. I actually was making handmade greeting cards. Hmm. I probably sound like a crazy. I do this and I do that, but they're <laughs> all everything is creative, and I'm sort of the boss of it all. So yeah. so that's consistent. But at home, we had purchased this home in. Um, in late 1990, the 90s, I think it was 1999, and it had a greenhouse and a big garden in the back. Hmm. And um, so Dave and I sort of set our sights on fixing everything up, and he started to grow anything and everything, and it just, it was amazing right in our backyard. And the farmer's market was two or three miles from our home, and we first market we were there selling greeting cards but I just said to Dave we got all this stuff in the back we can't eat it all let's bring it and we did and um, people really loved it and and that gave us the opportunity to bring our pesto and that's how that all started and that was just like we were urban gardeners so you guys just um, had we herbs just, <laughs> we we had all the herbs that's Dave awesome. was growing um, sweet Genovese basil in the backyard and he would I mean it was overflowing he would cut you know harvest it come into the kitchen and I would just start processing it mm-hmm. and um, you know there's just so much you can give to other people and friends and, and yeah. put in the freezer so um, we just you know that was really the start of it yeah and so it's interesting too because if if you're listening to this and you're like I've had pesto but I've never made it mm-hmm. it's an amazing it's an amazing thing because when you start combining I mean there's so many different ways to do it we we've actually been making pesto lately with mm-hmm. pistachios yes and it's m- m- amazing it it's, is it, it is it's bananas like what comes out of our food processor and you're like mm-hmm. whoa but I mean typically you know depending on what you like like parmesan or pecorino some sort of nut like whatever olive oil, basil, herbs, yes. whatever. And then th- the funny thing is a little bit goes a long way. You know, yes. a little bit can go a very yeah. long way. And then it's 
Um, ben, that's it, the message. Have you read well, the book? Well, yet? that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting <laughs> to, and I love that you've got like the modern mother sauce on yes, here. Yes. Because I think that's a perfect descriptor for pesto. There's yes. a lot of peas in this yes, interview. Yes, I so love we're it. Just, we're getting very alliterative. I know. But, um, but it's just it's so cool because what what an amazing gift to be able to grow something and then turning it into something that's not just a one and done like we used all of it for one meal it's like mm-hmm. that's a lot of pesto if yeah. you did that but it's that's a really great thing to perpetuate something that you grew and now it's not only a gift but i mean it's just it's it's so packed with flavor mm-hmm. um and i think the different iterations that you can do with pesto i mean it's it's a that's a perfect way to utilize herbs if they're running it, rampant which they do yes, yes especially basil yeah yeah it's hard to control and, sometimes and mint Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they're from the same family. Yeah. They have square, uh, square stems. Mm-hmm. So both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. So that's that's sort of the whole point of it because mm-hmm. um, you, I hate to waste anything. So when I have a jar of pesto, and it's near the end, and there's a little around the sides, mm-hmm. I could just throw it in the dishwasher. But why should I do that? Mm-hmm. So I add some uh, white wine vinegar, mm-hmm. a little olive oil, like a squeeze of some lemon, and then it is yeah. the most perfect uh, vinaigrette. Yeah. So, and I love salads, and um, so I, I waste nothing. Yeah. And um, it, you know, it's great. Yeah. You make a lot, put it in an ice cube tray. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's a lot of ways that yeah. you can swing it and just make it go to work for you. Exactly. So, do, uh, t- tell me about, you know, like, so you guys launch hope's gardens pesto yes at the peachtree of farmers uh-huh. market tell me about like the tell me about like the product that you were giving people okay when you guys started what was um, it um well it was um it was similar to to what it always was um we i had sort of perfected the the recipe the marketing of it was not you know it, it had not been finalized so mm-hmm. we got the little jelly jars which actually became our signature jar Um, but then we sort of, uh, we used the lids that came with them and I just, uh, at home made the little labels and, um, it was, it was charming. It, we didn't sell it for a lot of money. Um, so we did that a couple of times. People loved it. And then somebody did stop by and said, do you have a license to do this? And we didn't even know what that all meant. And in 2007, you could do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we said, no, do we need one? And, and so then we had to take a break and got into action and figured out what needs to be done. So, um, uh, that's not my stomach. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, that's what I love though. Like this, this this space, like there's just the best ambiance. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on around us. People walking, people on scooters. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, another one. Yeah. So, um, what was I saying, Ben? Yeah. You were talking about needing a license to sell (laughs) your pesto. So we got all of that together. So for about two or three weeks, we took a break from the market, but we got it all together. And then I had a friend, I have a friend who's a wonderful graphic designer. She created our labels. We formalized a good cap and we went back and doing the same thing we do and, um, offering pita chips and samples. And Dave was always there you know, talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, one Saturday, somebody from Whole Foods came by and said, "It this is fabulous. Would you like to be in our stores? So that sort of started that whole thing. And it sort of, um, you know, everything just 
all these wonderful meetings mm -hmm. resulted in unusual things. And we were surrounded by interesting people at the farmer's market, like Linton Hopkins, who was right. the founder of it. Um, he what a guy. Not, I love yes, him. He, is, he actually wrote the foreword of the book. And since so cool. we returned, he did a special pesto-inspired dinner at Holman and Finch on Thursday night. It was great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Did you get to eat? Of, of course, I ate everything. <laughs> That's awesome. I always so clean cool. my plate. Um, so it was wonderful. And then he also became a customer, a personal customer, buying things for his weekend, you know, activities with his family. And he offered us opportunities beyond the market to be involved in things that are going on in his restaurants. He had a, a gourmet store at one point. Mm -hmm. And I guess the, the really cool thing was he was um, he was selected to be uh, the, one of the top chef type of things, or it was a top chef competition to do curate menus for Delta Airlines. And oh, he, okay. he won the contest and he was kind of insistent that if you guys like what I do, I do what I do is I work with certain artisan people mm -hmm. and I love their products and I want to continue that. So he brought us in hmm. and every um, three months the menu would change and a different flavor of pesto would be on it. So our pesto was, you know, being served around the world. Like international flights. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was, so cool. I mean, these are just wonderful opportunities. Yeah. Um, and the truth of it, and it, well, back then, I didn't really know how to grow a business. And I think young people today really are focused on that and know that. Um, I think if Dave and I had figured that out, you know, Hope's Gardens Pesto would be all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't really know how to go about it. And it was you know, our lives were, I don't know, they were maybe complicated because we were doing all of this and we were renovating our house and whatnot. So I wish, I wish we had figured that out because, yeah. um, being back on this book tour, we prepare pesto for everybody and everybody wants to buy the product. So I wish, I wish I knew somebody who wanted to, you know, help us Mm. accomplish this yeah but in the meantime i'm sharing my pe the pesto recipes totally. with, with everybody well and that, what a great segue so talk to me about the book i mean because okay, like this sure. has to be so so long for you to like get to the point where you're like i just this has to become a book well i've, I've always created recipes i've always saved them and um, our daughter was graduating high school, getting ready to go off to college, and um, we only have one child, and this is kind of the empty nest syndrome. Mm -hmm. I was sort of preparing for it for a couple of years and thinking about what do I want to do. And um, I knew I needed to go back to New York for personal reasons. And, um, want, and then I thought, you know, I'm going to put this book together, but you don't just put a book together. Because <laughs> right. you have to, you have to understand how to write a book proposal. You have to get a literary agent. You have to find a publisher. Mm -hmm. You have to create all the recipes and do all this. So it was um, for the first year of being in New York, I had to learn how to do all of this, and it was kind of fun. I was learning a lot, meeting a lot of people, mm -hmm. and then it everything seemed to work out. Um, got I got myself I wrote a proposal, got an agent, agent got the 
the um, book publisher situation and I'm really happy with the people I've been involved with and then I wrote the book hmm. which took at least a year if not a little bit more and then you pass it on into the hands of the people um, who you're working with the, the publishers mm -hmm. and I really could not be more pleased it's um, the cover is so beautiful it really is um, I love it the Morgan the art director did just the most fabulous job mm -hmm. so yeah. this is like the everything everything on this cover like i'd love to see this is something that i would imagine would be like something in my mother's home like uh hanging in her kitchen yeah you know, like it just it looks like an art piece it's really it, cool it is and it's it's got probably every herb uh known to yeah, man there i was gonna say and that's that's what's so cool yeah you know so talk to me about cooking from this book yeah so if someone i mean obviously like <laughs> you know, you, you start something at the Peachy Road Farmer's Market and, mm -hmm. you're, f and you're here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, people aren't going to forget you, Leslie, which I'm sure that you've oh, seen, you know. And well. um, But so people that people that just dig pesto or, mm -hmm. you know, they know you and they love your guys story. Mm -hmm. um, so how, how do you how do you cook from how do you cook from your cookbook? Um, well, number one, we share a lot of the recipes that we used to sell. Um, but the big thing, and this is what I learned in talking to all of our customers, everybody has something unique about them. Mm -hmm. They can't eat nuts. They can't, they hate garlic. They can't eat this or they won't do that. Um, so I wanted to try to create like almost a template hmm. that had all the components and that everybody could personalize it so that there are millions of flavors of pesto out there and nobody does the same thing. Yeah. So I broke it down into six components. I'm sharing um, in the book the right proportions that have always worked for us. And then um, the lists of components have like 40, 50 ingredient, possible ingredients. You mix and match whatever intrigues you. If you um, are vegan or um, you can't have uh, cheese or whatever, you can use nutritional yeast or, or whatever yes. some of the other um, alternatives are. And I do that often. It's quite delicious. Yeah. Um, it's a snappy way of keeping pesto like awesome. Yeah. Nutritional yeast is a wonderful It really ingredient. is. I didn't really know about yeah. it. And Go get uh, it from Whole Foods, everybody. Definitely. It's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Super fun. So, um, so that is kind of the trick that you're going to create your own um, individual pestos based on this template and the component list. And then in the back, I created worksheet, worksheets so that because you can hold on to these, these uh, combinations. I know that all the flavors I developed, there were many times I just did it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't write anything down. Hmm. And that was a problem. So I had to try to recreate it. I don't want anybody else to run into that. So I've created these sheets. Keep it by your side. Make the notation. And if in the end it's great, that's wonderful. If it's not, you can tweak it. Hmm. So you do that. Then in, in between those two parts of the book are all the recipes that I developed. And hmm. they all, not a couple of them specify a certain flavor pesto, but most of them have a generalized amount of pesto because that's meant for you to, you, you just put what you want in it, you it's know? So cool. And um, I mean, I try when I'm cooking at home, never to do the same recipe more than once. I mean, if I, I love the lasagna recipe in here is wonderful. 
but I always try to tweak it. I might do it with sun-dried tomato pesto. I might do it with basil pesto, spinach pesto. I might use, um, you know, I might do it with a vegetarian version or I do Hmm. a meat sauce. So I try to get that point across that, um, you know, you can have great recipes that work, but they don't have to be the same all the time. Yeah. Leslie, this is so cool. I love being able to, I mean, I've seen so much about it, you know, obviously just as you guys have launched it, but holding it in my hands and just your photography is beautiful. It really is. And the contrast that you get with pesto and like how much green on top of green is my favorite color. Gosh, like seeing pesto on pizza. I mean, I know. Yeah, especially if you're like shaving like fresh pecorino over yes. it or gosh, you've got like manchego on uh, there. Uh-huh. Dude, we do pesto. that. But I also love that, you know, you're, you're really trying to give people the idea of like, you know, pesto is subject to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So make the pesto first, but then that kind of unlocks the potential. And then you get into the back of the book. It's then like, well, here's how to cook with it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, so, I know. exactly. <laughs> so, um, but, but this is so cool, Leslie. It really you. is. And I mean, what an awesome story that you guys have from origin here in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm telling you, you know, you you go through the 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 roster of people that I've had an opportunity to sit with, and so many people's stories have touched or been a part of or influenced by the Peachtree Road Farmers Market. It's, it makes stories. It just yes. makes great stories, and it ties people together. And it's just so cool that that's where you guys got started. And it's all about pesto. And now I'm sitting here across from you yeah. at Pond City Market on a Sunday it's holding so your book. Great. I'm talking Thank about you. it. Thank it's you. Thank you so fun. much. Um, with the last like couple uh, minutes yeah. here, uh, yes. tell people where they can learn more about you and buy your book. Okay, sure. Um, well, we have a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. Yes. Yeah. Hopes. You didn't know about that, but I oh. mentioned it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope's Gardens Pesto. And I have to just throw in that there's an S after Hope and there's an S after Garden. Plurals. Yeah. And a because, possessives. Yes. Because there's a similar name company, which ah. um, quite often people will drop one of the S's. But ah, there are okay. two S's and Pesto. We're on, I try to post like several times a day on Instagram. Um, which also, uh, I guess, will get fed out to um, Facebook. And the book is available if you go to the cookbook session of, section of the, uh, the website. I have all the links. Um, it's available in your local indie bookstore. It's in Barnes & Noble. It's That's on awesome. Amazon. You can find it anywhere and everywhere. That's great. And so uh, cool. yeah, so it's out there. Yeah, but thank you for oh, coming back to Atlanta and ben, sharing your story. This is awesome. Ben, it's wonderful, and I've I've been listening to you, so I oh. I feel honored to sit here with you. <laughs> oh my thank gosh! You. Well, seriously, thank you, and like thank you for a copy of your book. I can't wait to. I mean, again, we're big pesto people. We grow a lot of herbs, so I want to um, see some pictures. Yeah, it's a neat companion. Okay, so, cool. But Leslie Lennox, thanks for stopping thank by. You. And it's so good to catch up with you. It's great to to speak with you. Sure. Bye. See ya. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. You can find all of the information on our website at atlfoodcast.com. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry 